Don't look under the internet. Okay. <laughs> there, there is actually a pretty great yeah. bit, like right after the credits. It's, it's amazing. I will also say that. that John Cena didn't see him the whole movie. I'm not yeah, sure. I didn't even know he was in it. I couldn't <laughs> I even tell. Sure. <laughs> That's kind of his thing, I think, though. <laughs> I mean, they said he was in the movie, but I did not see him in the entirety of that movie. But anyways, welcome to Line. 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 Oh, right. Don't look under the internet, people. Welcome, Thank you. everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm I'm joined here today with um, two of my fellow friends that you people probably don't know. Um, <laughs> who are you, sir? Uh, I'm Jason. And nice. who are you? Nope. What? Nice to meet you, Doug. It's nice to meet you as well for the first time <laughs> uh-huh. in this room. Uh-huh. Sir? I, I got lost on my way to the bank and I ended up here somehow. This is going to be a great episode. I can already tell. <laughs> That was, uh, what's your name today? My name is Ted Korolowski, and I just want to cash my check. I got it from the Aldi from my shift late at night. I work in the warehouse. Oh. Did we... Do I make it out to Chase? (laughs) Uh, Chase Bank? uh, Sir, uh, you need to add a couple zeros, and Uh, then make it out to Doug. In front? You want me to give you a penny? Nope, nope. And Zero. Back, right here, sir, where I'm pointing. I don't like this no, bank get your, anymore. Get your, get, your, get your cheaters. I, I know it's tough. They're on your head. I don't have my left foot. The diabetes <laughs> took it. Oh, God. We're, we're, oh, God. Put your bifocals on, not your bicuspids. My wife left me 50 years ago, and the dog left me too. All right, I think we're just going to have to fucking move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be stuck in a loop. His name was Jason, Spaghetti. Yeah. Sir. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> my, my friend that I'm meeting for the first time today. Yes, my very good friend that I've never met before today. What is happening, Doug? What are we doing today? Well, today... We're talking about me getting lost in the bank. Can we call security? Is this a... This, Did this we hire some? Because I know we had to hire some for that fucking rowdy-ass audience we had. I used we to have had... a pet, and he was a cop. We have the bear still, right? Yeah, no, the, the, the audience bear to, like, mm-hmm. keep them you could in line. Say well, he's a pet cop. That, that worked for a little bit after we sent the audience to the back rooms. A pet's cop. Pet's cop. <laughs> oh yeah, is I that segwayed? Hey, he finally nailed a bird scooter down. I don't know if I would <laughs> use the word nailed. No, he he lazily drifted around the center point of it for about twenty minutes. You know what pet would make the best cop? A shark. <laughs> what? No, it wouldn't. Blood it doesn't hungry. have legs. It can only patrol the waters. They're already blood hungry, just like cops, and they shoot seals, just like cops do. Is that kind of like what they do on? They're, they're Tuesdays? Like, no, when they hunt. Are we recording this podcast Probably. instead of preventing cops from shooting baby guys, seals? Guys, one of, our, one of our followers is calling me on Instagram right now. Fuck it. Answer it. What? You can call people on Instagram? Apparently. Hold, hold, hold on. Who? Wait, what? <laughs> Here, do you want to plug it in? Wait, on your personal Instagram? I can't plug it in because I have a Because you have an ass phone. No. 
What's happening? Hey, what's up? Uh, we're, what are you doing? We're uh, actually currently recording an episode right now. <laughs> oh my god, am I on TV? You are on TV. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. Who is this? What do you do with your hands? Guys. Who is this? What do you do with your hands? Yeah, what do I do with my hands? Why is that such a weird question? It's not weird. No, here's what you do. You take saran wrap, and you're going to wrap them together. just as tight as you can. And you're going to find two pieces of bread. And after you found the who bread, is that? I don't. There's a dog on the screen. I don't know. Doug didn't tell us who this is. <laughs> who are you people? This is Private Pen. Oh shit! Okay. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Say hey, Mike. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So Private Pen was a dog the whole time. It, yeah, that's the whole point of the Instagram. Dreams do come true. <laughs> it's literally you're literally watching a retired detective dog. Trying to figure out ways to get by with her free time. Would you say that this dog is a pet? No. This dog is a superhero. What are you talking about? It's kind of a cop. Next question. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we were trying to segue that into our episode. We were trying to set you up so good. For all of our listeners, if you didn't realize, it's uh, it's called Pet Scop. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. What, What is Pet Scop? That's a great question, and we're, we're actually about to get into it. This is the perfect timing well, for this I'm call. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to listen in while you do all that stuff. <laughs> we well, just get a random fucking guest episode? <laughs> like, Ra- random uh, random guest plug. It's perfect you, timing is what it is. Go check out Private Pen on Instagram well, here's and follow the thing. along her dog's uh, fun things Here's to the do. thing, Private Pen, is in order to be a guest on our show, you have to send us $3,000. <laughs> Oh shit! I just deposited two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. Fuck! So I'm gonna have to give back to you another time. You can cash app us at Dilutie. <laughs> yeah, you can go. Uh, you can buy us a beer. You can go to Dilutie, uh, slash Dilutie Pod. Like whatever you want to do. Shameless plugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> well, shit. Okay, um. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. Well, that was fucking unexpected. <laughs> I just like saw my phone light up, and I was like, "She's a follower of ours. Let's do this." That's, that's weird. That's kind cool. of awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, well, everybody, go ahead. And, um, uh, before we get into pet scop, and uh, I mean, yeah, I was speaking... in the middle of a sentence. Right okay, here. no, go, 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 go. No, if, if you guys want to uh, go ahead and check her out, go follow her, go say hi. Cute puppy. This on is there. going to make the episode. I'm almost positive of, unless I can't. Well, hear we are that. eight minutes in. So it should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Since we're talking about, you know, the nice, you guys were on a fucking thing there. We're on beat. Yeah. Um, since Private Pen, a listener, um, we have another listener we want to shout out. We do. This is a perfect segue. Look at all these segues just falling into our We lap. have a new patron. Yes. Page. Page. Page, page the page. Patron. God. Nope, nope. Thank that one you, didn't Paige. Work. You know, Paige, I'm so sorry that you paid to hear that. Paige, <laughs> I appreciate so you because, you know, you paid $5 because you either think one of three things either Jason's funny, Doug's funny, or Jason and Doug is funny. <laughs> so, super appreciate that one. Um, but, no, for real, thank you, Paige. It's yeah, really sweet you of so you, much. and we love you lots and lots. We love all of you patrons, but right now, Paige gets a spotlight because she's the newest. Oh, absolutely. And, Paige, if. Um, if you're listening to this, which I really, really, really hope you are, um, we are about to launch a very, very, very new 
um, line of merch that we just got done looking over. It looks fucking fantastic, so please be on the lookout. Uh, we don't have the logistics nailed down yet, but very soon... I, I have to assume that by the time this comes out, the store will be posted at least somewhere and here's the, into the, the, the universe. And here's the thing, too, all of you listeners. Because nope. we're new uh-huh. to the merch game... Nope. Okay, Doug's right. <laughs> I didn't think about it like because that. Because we're new to the merch game, um, I really wanted to keep things a high quality... Uh, like, like Keep everything high quality and yep. keep the merchandise like as pristine as we can. So... If you get something, let us know how the quality is. Mm-hmm. It should be high quality, but if for whatever reason, you know, you get it and something's wrong, or yeah. you wash it once and the fucking print comes off for whatever yep. fucking reason, let, us know. Give let us, some... us know, because we need to, obviously this is our first go with it, so we we're have trying to, QC to see it. Yeah we're, yeah, we're trying to see, you know, if this shop is the best way to go, yeah, we want to know a different that... one is the best route, so we need your guys' help if anyone gets the merch. If um, whatever you guys are know. getting from us that it is subpar in your mind, please reach out to us. We're we're very good when it comes to uh, basically making things right that should be made right. Yes. We recently had somebody. Honestly, it, like it, it, it wasn't even our fault. Like, but their we had somebody. Got yeah, their, their sticker got messed up, ones. and we sent uh, ragdoll. I hope you got those already because yeah, well, sorry took a little longer. We had uh, issues getting the stickers. Yeah, the stickers took a while to come in. Um, honestly, it's if it's not there now, it should be there within the next like week or so. Mm-hmm. But we sent two replacements for a destroyed sticker. Now I don't want everyone listening to think that it's okay to message us and saying like, "Oh, my sticker's destroyed. You should send me more." <laughs> Like if you we're on to you fucks. <laughs> we, like we saw the picture. Like we we saw the whole story about it, and like we we genuinely felt bad that the one thing coming from us to her was absolutely destroyed. So please let us know how everything is. But most of all, Paige, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you so much. I know, I know it doesn't sound like you've joined the ranks of the I'm elite. I'm Christina Aguilera. But you absolutely have joined the ranks of the elite, and we all want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. But, that being thank said, you. we're going to talk about a weird video game named Pet Scop. Yeah, we tried to give a segue to a, uh, a follower of ours, but... My pet's a cop. We, pet's a cop. we passed it's as good it. As I can get. They dropped the ball. It's fine. It's okay. We'll move on. They so didn't know. It's fine. Here's the dilly, everybody. Pet Scop really really cool but sucks at the same time <laughs> um it's we 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 are we are going at this topic with broad strokes like we are oh, going to yeah. leave out a lot of information yeah, because I, I, there's so fucking much to it i have a love hate relationship with this already um so this is actually something that i want to say early quarantine like everything else that this podcast fucking spawn is based off of um basically me and jason had looked into this for a little bit very briefly Briefly. we talked about it in passing um but now that we've like kind of deep dive it and the fact that i really want to kill myself after this um (laughs) it's just it's it's very meticulous much yes there's a lot of like but it's almost nothing at the same time it's one of those things where they give you the most information possible, but they don't give you any explanations about it. It isn't... It's like if an ARG was like, here is... It's it's like if someone gave you a dictionary and was like, my story's in this somewhere. Yeah, no, for sure. I know that's probably not the best way to describe what's going on, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, he definitely gives you a lot of info, but 
It's a good way to describe what is not going on. Yeah. Here's a great way to describe how this needs to happen for our listeners. So kind of in the sense of Kepther E um, fucking post content, this is a topic that you really need to honestly pause this podcast and go watch all of the videos on Netscape first. It it is like a video game let's play, which is hard for people to talk about on an audio program when there's a lot of visuals going on. The caveat is that there's an element to it that absolutely warrants our discussion it's like it's yeah. somewhat like the what's the background goings on it I reminds guess. me of ben drowned yes oh yeah, my god it, yeah except yeah, yeah. okay so and that episode did very well so super meta um pet scop no Scott, we're gonna dump we, into pet scop we're you. gonna load up pet scop give us <laughs> give us your cummies pet scop <laughs> I don't want any of those. Can you gummies. do the thing? Can you do the thing? <laughs> the thing. The thing. I don't know what that means. Pull up the outline so I can see <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna let the viewers know how things go here. All right, I gotta find it. Hold on. <laughs> awesome. Well, Welcome I'm to the most meta episode of. No, you want meta? Talk about meta. Petscop itself is meta. It is, a, you know, a creepypasta. So it's hard to say if this is real or fake. But if it is fake, it is a fake game being played on a fake let's play. By a fake person on with YouTube, fake followers with fake and followers and fake friends on YouTube. Yep. All right. Meta. Well, now that you've learned that, uh, you don't have to listen anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I said it might be fake. Who knows? Anyway, so Petscop. What is it? It. You heard of it? Probably not. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? So, <laughs> if you go on YouTube, you'll find a channel called Petscop. Um, essentially, on this channel, you see a man who is assumed his name is Paul because that's what he calls his save file. Yep. Um, he plays a video game that he... It's a PlayStation 1 game that he found with a little note on it. We'll get into the note a little later. Yeah, the note's not important right now. Yes. Um, the most important thing is that this game is supposedly created, but not distributed. Which it's, means yeah, he's it's a game like that only doesn't one. exist. Yeah, he's got the only copy Yeah, he's of got it. the only copy of it. It was in development. They stopped developing it. They never released it. For some reason... Paul has a fucking copy of it. Yep, and it's an old PlayStation 1 game. It looks... Picture in your mind what a PlayStation 1 game looks like. There you fucking go. It looks like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, like, absolutely. To a T. Yeah. yeah. Um, you like polygons? There's your got polygons. Got tons of them. Uh, you yep. play as a thing. A frog person. It's got, like, a moldy butt for a head. <laughs> it, it almost <laughs> reminds me... It, no, it reminds me of Raymond from the old yeah. Raymond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Raymond bit. Legends. Except its head is green well, and butt-shaped. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, like, the head kind of just, like, it's sits like, on the body a little like bit. It's like if Assy McGee was green. It's got that little indent, like, in the top and the back of its head that makes it look like the start of a butt crack. So I yeah. get what you're saying. And so you know, you know what a, looks like a beak. You know what a butt chin is? Well, this is on his forehead. Yeah. Yes, very well, great. We're gonna the picture will go up. If you're looking for details, you're probably not gonna find all of them on this episode. You'll find some, but the reason we're doing it that way is because this whole thing is just so fucking open ended mm-hmm. to where like you can interpret almost whatever you want. You just have to really, really, really look at the nitty gritty details yes. of every fucking frame. Of every episode, yep. and we're not fucking doing that. Yep, but I, I will tell you what we're going to do, is I'm going to tell you how you play Petscop. I would love to hear how to play. Petscop essentially runs like a Pokemon, kind of. Uh, you control this, okay. this butt-faced guy, uh, you, you run around <laughs> places, you click on people to talk to them, you click on notes and signs to read them, 
and there are these things called pets. And you catch the pets, kind of similar to Pokemon, except you don't fight them most of the time. You don't fuck you them either. Yeah, you don't fuck them. I'd be seeing the way Ditto be looking at me. Oh, Ditto's like the that. fuck king. Are you kidding me? Fuck king. He can train whatever he wants. Like It's like that uh, that episode like of Rick and Morty would... where the, the bartender lady can shapeshift and Jeff loses his... Oh, no, that's American Dad. Yep. Never mind. Yep, there you he go. He loses his penis and was about to lose his penis. And she's like, I can turn into your wife. Great. Same shit. Great. Um, but, yeah, you, you more or less solve riddles to catch these pets... Or or you do tasks yeah, like there's think one a Zelda dungeon but with Pokemon. Yeah, there, there's one for example that's a cloud, and it's not like you go and beat the fuck out of this cloud. <laughs> you like get a bucket and you catch its raindrops and then you catch the pet from that. Yep. So it's it there's like little things you have to yeah, do to catch it's, them. It's little, um, like the best part about all of this is is that the things that we're talking about right now don't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah, none of this <laughs> so matters, guys. All of this, this whole part of the game which at first you think is the whole game it's just some cheery fun game it takes place on this place called the gift plane yep. um which is this bright white pink colorful kind of happy music yeah like, this nice fun looking place think and, if you've ever played the game bubsy which was i think for the original playstation um it's, it's similar music of, yeah, similar yeah. gameplay except it's instead of like a 2d platformer it's a fucking you know it's a, a 3d yeah, not platformer. <laughs> Think Whimsydale. Yeah. Oh God. We, uh, <laughs> fucking Diablo. We soon find out that this gift plane is not the only thing going on in this game. Yes. So at the time of, uh, I guess, recording this, this let's play for whoever is deciding to watch this, um, it was it was clarified pretty fucking decently that this game's not finished. And he even yeah. like episode one, yeah. So yeah. He, he literally he, states he, immediately this he, game sucks. <laughs> he walks to the edge of the map and he's like, "Guys, just like not guys." So he's talking to a specific person, yeah. And he says like, "Hey, this game's not finished." So and he shows you the edge of the map and he shows you the one place you can go. Yeah, there's a bunch of like glitches and things. Yeah. That happen. So you might be asking yourself, why the fuck are these three assholes talking about a game that's not done yet? Well. Yes, the game might not be complete, but it has more content than most games I've played. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when you watch his videos, um, kind of how we mentioned, he's talking to someone. Mm-hmm. We don't know who that someone is, but it's very like th- he he keeps kind of reiterating, "Hey, uh, this is like I want you to see this because this yeah. is what I was talking about." Yeah, for the Next time you come down, like, yeah, yeah, for the longest time, and you know. I don't want to sound like a dummy, but it, I had to second-guess myself. Like, is someone else in this room, so, or is he trying very hard to make it feel like I'm there with him? For the first four episodes, yeah. yeah. He absolutely does all of those things. And, like, one of the one of the things that drew me to this, and one of the reasons I like this so much, is because, as time goes on, not only does, like, the viewer's experience change, but the person showing us everything, their experience changes mm-hmm. as well. And it's... I know, I'm, I'm alluding to a lot of very vague things right now, <laughs> which is a very, very good way to introduce this topic and the premise of it. So, without further ado, let's fucking dump into the premise of Petscop. I think I already did. You did. <laughs> a little bit. Well, the innocent side, I guess. <laughs> correct. Correct. You uh, you get, you scratched the surface, yeah. as you said so eloquently before. But The cliberous. <laughs> you dibbled the cliberous. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, so this premise is, like, as we've already said, it's about catching pets and finding is that, them. I'm sorry, is that a, a Batman villain, the Dibbler? <laughs> uh, no, I just, I got a B in sex ed, so I'm pretty sure it's the Clibberus, right? Batman, I'll let you go if you can dibble this Clibberus. <laughs> God fucking damn it. He's um, got like a staff that's got like a fucking vulva on it. Just like something. a little dot, a red yeah. dot at the top. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not a myth. <laughs> so speaking of the clibris... <laughs> no, so the premise of this game is basically, like we've already said, catch pets, find them. Basically, you want to find them. It's, there's a bunch of notes saying like you know you won't love the one that you find at first but like give them some time it was like it's, yeah it says stuff you don't it's have like, to love it but you can like it and you'll learn you'll, you'll to love learn, it yeah and it's it's full of, it's full of these little like inspirational cute adorable notes yeah, that it, it even seems says, to go along with the game it even which, says at one point like oh the the, the pets are scared. They might yeah. try to run away from you, but they do want a home. They want to be loved. They're just scared is all. Show and them that there's nothing to be scared yeah. of. Yeah. To preface, the, uh, pre- preface this also, <laughs> to preface this, um, there's a part where, like, right in the beginning, he reads, a, like, a sign that says, hey, everyone in the gift plane left, like, and we couldn't yep. take everyone with mm-hmm. us, so that's kind of why you're collecting yeah, the pets. They say there yeah. was, like, a hundred in- pets in the gift plane, and now there's only, like, 48 or something like that left, yeah, and you have yeah, to collect yeah. the others it's, and bring them back. It's a very loose setup, but as we already said, none of this fucking part of the game matters at all, aside from maybe the pets it portion of it. kind of matters. It's very, and, very, it's minimal, but yeah. yes, it plays a part, but it's not anything close to the rest of this game. So now I say the rest I was of this say, game. Where do we find, how do we find the rest of this game? Yes, exactly. So again, like we said, the premise is to catch these pets. However, there is a much darker sinister side to this game it's and now, more than filling your pokedeck <laughs> yes exactly um we did mention that you know this game had been found by somebody and with it came a note now on this note send were nudes. some instructions yep just in send nudes <laughs> send nudes lol and that's pet scop everybody <laughs> nen suits <laughs> We did it, guys. Yeah, we fucking did it. Episode no. 4269. <laughs> Are you proud of me, Mama? But no, so this note came along with the game, um, and I feel like somebody other than me might be better at talking about this. <laughs> so these secret instructions that we're talking about are really not secret instructions at all. No, they're given right to you. (laughs) Well, they're given right to him. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that isn't really kind of talked about yet, but is kind of talked about, is that this this game is actually not just... He didn't just happenstance upon this game. No. It's been passed down from his family. Mm -hmm. Generations and generations. His mom had it. Yep. Correct. And he got this game with a note attached to it from said family member um and this actually is what had the instructions on it so didn't it it say something else like i made this for you yeah i thought like the note it it uh it had the the secret instructions on it but it also prefaced it with uh something just saying i made this for you and considering our our character is Paul Wall, the Paul, people's champ. Paul the Wall. What it do? It's Paul uh, <laughs> Wall. I'm the people's champ. No, he like he's talking to somebody as he's making these videos. So he kind of assumes that it's not made for him, and he makes a comment saying whoever he's talking to that of course it would be linked to him 
via this person. So I, I'm pretty sure it was made for maybe not him. Great but detective work, Sherlock. I try. You really figured that one fucking out, didn't you? <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe. And and basically, uh, without explaining what the whole note says, uh, it basically gave a uh, the like the correct commands to unlock this secret part of the game. Yeah, I, I would like, I would call it the secret game more so than like the secret it's instructions. It's like the Konami code of Petscop. Yeah, pretty, exactly. Pretty much. No, yeah. it's exactly what it is. So he ends up reading this note, putting in the correct codes, and then something entirely different starts to happen, and it actually takes a little while for this to kind of go into effect. So Mm -hmm. he puts the code in, and then he goes back through the gift plane, but in one of the doors that he would have normally gone through to get to the beginning of the, the gift plane, he enters a new plane, and this new plane is called... The new maker plane. A new maker plane. Hi, yes. I'm Walter. Walter Newmaker. Welcome to my house. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> this is uh, my plane. It's uh, it's a Boeing 477. It's, it's got a propeller on the top of it. So I guess it's more of a helicopter. <laughs> but I like to call it a plane. Aren't helicopters just like... They're the planes of the ocean. Horizontal planes. Or vertical planes. So you see what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're on the same page. You just have a different accent. Anyway, you want to come to my fuck shack later? (laughs) Who is this? Who let him in here? Walter Alright, so wait. If the B-52's remixed Love Shack, it would definitely be called Fuck Fuck Shack. Shack, Fuck Shack. (laughs) Fuck Shack, baby. Fuck Shack. It's a little old place (laughs) where we can get together. And fuck. And fuck. <laughs> anyway, new maker plane. Spooky place, right? So I I, I really want to just stress this to you guys because you cannot see. So I'm going to assume... <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys are blind. Um, you guys can't see this, obviously. We're not showing you video snippets. We're not doing any of that shit uh, because fuck you, number one. Uh, but B, um, just to give you an idea of what you're looking at here, mm-hmm. I want you to think... Open world game. Okay. Very, very expansive. You know, lots of places to go. But in this version, there's really not many places to go. And then it's actually taking place in real world time, which is actually very, very different for a PlayStation game uh, because they Metal didn't have Gear. that shit. They don't have, you know, internet capabilities. Metal Gear <laughs> yeah. definitely did real time shit. It was, just, it was rare. You didn't see it too often. No. For it, sure. Yes. And... So, like, when you're looking at this game, like, if you if you can imagine this, think Spyro. You're walking around a level collecting little bits mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, that's exactly what's happening in this game, uh, even when he goes into the new Maker. Oh, plan. yeah, and mm-hmm. at first he has no fucking... Like, he just collects them off of, I'm guessing, like, instinct, right? Because you're playing a video game. You're like, oh, yeah. there's some shit floating around. Yeah. Like, it's probably coins or money or and, some shit. Yeah. And to preface to you people as well, the new Maker plane looks a lot different from the gift oh, plane. yeah. Instead yes. of it being, like, all white, pink, and colorful, like the uh, gift plane, it's dark, grungy. Think the original Slenderman game. Yeah. On Unity. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, like looks, in, it looks like that. It's like in Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds when you turn into, like, the, the link that can, like, suck through a crack. You're in, like, high rule, and then you go through the crack, and you're in dark rule. It's kind of like dark rule. Okay. Or low rule, sorry. Low rule. Well, yeah, it looks like you guys fucking... got this topic covered. Yeah, bye, Doug. <laughs> we'll see you later. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> no. Doug. Continue. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, no, you go from this very, very white, fluffy-looking, you know, first part of the game to a very dark, 
grassy, Which, muddy kind of plain. Honestly, fits what your character looks like better. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because he looks like an butthole. ogre, an ogre's oh. ass. So, well, I feel like we have both yes. different <laughs> theories on what this looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, imagine if a troll was in heaven and uh, they didn't belong, and now the troll is in hell where he should be because he fits the aesthetic of. Yeah, this new yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it took me a second to get there, but I, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, we got there slowly. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot that goes on with the new Maker Plane, and I'm just going to scave the surface. I'm pretty sure with the amount of information I'm about to yeah, dump please, into your brain holes. Just give us the important shit because you could go on for years. So, okay, so. Like I said, we are not going to go over everything. So some of the things I may be talking about right now might not make sense yet. Like yep. we said, watch the fucking videos and things will make more sense mm-hmm. than they do now. We are going to try our damnedest to put this into a format that anyone who has not watched the videos can kind of comprehend. But the one thing that all three of us have learned is that you won't understand a fucking thing unless you've actually seen these videos. So please go fucking watch these videos, support them. The more viewers that you see, the more content like this that you will get out of whoever's responsible. Because honestly, this is one of those that we don't fucking know. Like we, this is, this is why we like doing this kind of stuff because we don't know who's in charge of this. We don't know what the fuck is going on with this. Yeah, and just to put this out into the universe, the last update was on Halloween yep. last year. Last year. So we can only assume if this is going to go anywhere, we might see an update this Halloween. Mm, two months-ish. Yeah. Mm. So I actually have a theory about that as well that we'll get into later. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't know anything for certain. But either way, uh, let's get into the new maker plan. So let's go over the term new maker. Um, this, this word reoccurs throughout the videos. Um, you'll see it when Paul asks Red Tool, which if you watch the videos, you'll understand what I'm fucking talking about. Red Tool, we can break that down a little. Yeah, that one's Tool actually is important. literally just yes. a giant, it's kind of like a giant statue. It that, looks like a butt plug if the butt plug had a funnel on it. Yeah, you ask it questions, it gives you answers to certain questions. It's yeah. the Navi of... Yeah, hey, yeah but it doesn't follow you and yell at you. It just yeah, stays correct. in one room. Um, but so uh, there's a point where Paul asks Red Tool, "Who am I?" Because there's actually a, a point where you get to the, see this like I don't even know what to call it. It's just like a snowman with a triangle on its head. Basically, it looks like part of a fucking like some anal beads with a funnel on its head. Like yeah. that's what it looks like. Um, but but the main character he can ask it questions. So he asks it, "Who am I?" And he replies, "The New Maker." Uh, Red Tool answers a question, where am I? And he says, under the new maker plan. This is when we kind of start learning like where we're at in this world. Um, the new the new maker plan is actually referenced in a note in Care's room, which we haven't brought up yet, but we will. Um, and then Rainer signs himself as the new maker, which is also something we will go over. Yeah, so just to give you guys a, like kind of a heads up, it, it takes a couple of videos to get to it, but... Um, Paul, the person who's playing, does find out that his character is named a new maker. And you find out kind of through the course of it, there are multiple new makers, and they, it, it brings more meaning as this whole thing goes on. Um, You're one of many, kind of. Yeah, kind of. You, you follow a lineage of people who mm-hmm. have been trying to, to do whatever the a fuck is happening generational right now. Thing. A generational Yes, you do you follow a generational thing. Yes, that's yeah. a perfect word for it. So, the capitalization of Newmaker implies that it's a proper noun. Yeah, that word. <laughs> it's a big one, I know. We're getting, we're getting spicy here. I'm getting spicy. Um, 
So this could mean that it's referring to a name, a title, or a place. Um, in Petscap Video 9, uh, there's a note in Lena's room signed Rainer Newmaker uh, with a comma, which means that he's maybe calling himself a Newmaker, um, which may not be, you know, obviously a name, but a title. Michael, comma, long, micropenis. Oh. <laughs> but this okay. could also be... <laughs> A reference to Candace Newmaker, although it's still not really clear whether the game is ref- uh, like referencing Candace or anyone in that family directly. Um, yeah. But rather using her story as a analogy for this whole thing. We don't know. We may never know. But moving on. Hopefully we will. Um, so this secret portion of the game um, could be developed specifically for Newmakers. Whether the new maker is meant to refer to any player yeah. or a specific, like specific one person, like this is supposed to be like their sandbox kind of maybe. Yeah, early on we really don't know like what the reference is or like where it's going. So it's basically it, there's so much to this fucking game. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, fucking you nuts. can get lost. It, we we have to just stick to like <laughs> just just bear with this. This is why yeah. we're going over brief things because it's intense. It's I just want to say this isn't an, an analysis video. <laughs> this is us just kind of talking about this what is, this is. Yeah, this is more of a discussion. Like the three of us separately looked at all of this, and because of I know I know this is tough. You guys are going to understand why we did it like this when we get to the end of this, but. We looked at all of this separately. We wanted to develop our own conclusions towards it, mainly because that's what—that's how the Reddit took the approach, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted to kind of replicate that because if Reddit can't find a fucking concrete answer in what fucking two years or three years at this point, uh, well, and the biggest thing is is that the content for this has been coming out over so long, yep. like a long period of time, that. It's been hard for people to actually come up with these theories and conclusions when we don't have all of the information. To give you an idea, the first post about any of this was made in 2017. And the newest video was last year. Yep. Like around April of 2020. And there are 24 videos. Yeah. So there's really not a whole lot to go off of. It's very slow building and there's like, it's... Definitely one of the slower things we've done uh, as a topic, I would say. But, but I will say, once we get into the actual meat of it, one of the more creepy topics we've done. Absolutely. It's so good! So, this location, uh, where the entirety of the secret game takes place, uh, it, it appears to be a flat, dark, mostly empty plain of grass. You'll see this in the videos when you watch it. Um, if and the- a windmill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a couple connections that we can make right away, just not knowing. Yeah, there's a windmill. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I can't. <laughs> just the innocence of that. And a, a windmill. windmill. <laughs> I, windmill you know, I don't want to sidetrack again because we do it way too much, but I have a weird fascination with windmills. Oh, I have a place like, for you, buddy. Dude, like when we uh, like start driving down. Um, like into like the southern parts of Illinois and everything. Mm-hmm. Lori will catch me. She's like, "Yeah." Like she, she the last time we went to Florida, she's like, "Dude, you were staring out the window for like half an hour, just looking at windmills." I'm like, "They're fucking cool. <laughs> 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 they're so cool and they're so big. I wanted to be a tech on one because I'm like perfect oh, size." Oh, same. But, but then I read that you couldn't like you had to be okay oh, yeah. with spiders. Yeah. Like, not only that, but if something happens, you get stuck up there. You can't get down. You die. Peace out. If there's a fire, you're trapped. You're dead. Why don't just they jump. just give people fucking parachutes? Yeah. 
Thank you. Damn, that's not a bad idea. It's not. Windmill people. <laughs> fucking. You, dude, if you jumped off of that with a fucking big umbrella, you'd probably live. I'm Mary Poppins, yo. People have fallen out of planes and held their fucking suit coats open and have lived. <laughs> like, if you if you have an umbrella up there, just fucking do that. Yeah, continue, continue, continue. We can't go Yeah, we're this. getting way off topic <laughs> here. <laughs> There's a fucking windmill. Go. <laughs> Where the fuck am I? Okay. Windmill, um, new maker plane. Yeah, new makers, planes, uh, trains, <laughs> trains, automobiles. Yeah. Okay, so it the one of the references that I was seeing about the new maker plane is that uh, what we could call the gift plane is a representation of heaven. Mm-hmm. We could think of the new maker plane as basically like purgatory. That's um, yes. It, it, the new maker plane is just empty space. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of empty space, so it just kind of makes sense to be that in this little metaphor, you know. Yep. Um, and then the name new maker plane could imply that the new maker controls or created this plane um, in some other way that we don't know yet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but since Rainer signs one of his M game notes as Rainer New Maker, it could also mean that Rainer considers himself associated with this plane specifically. If we wanted to go into that kind of depth, no, that that makes sense, and I I wish I could say why. Yeah, you never. Yep. And no, wait, I know we're chucking weird names at you, like Karen Rayner. We're about to get into the yeah. Names. You don't find out who they are until later on. You just see random notes from these people, and honestly, and you please, can never confirm any of them. It's no, it, yeah, but Jason you, is gonna. Yeah, gonna I've got a bunch of info. Here. There's literally gonna be so many. There's gonna be so much skipping around from videos to videos because we literally have to go from like episode 7 to, to like 22, 22 to, to 1 to like, 13 like it's it's all yeah. over the place because you you pick up on these things very out of order to put it bluntly um which i'm going to do right now actually hooray um, so in petscop 22 which is two episodes before the very last episode that we have out mm-hmm. um paul and his friend discuss correlating locations in the new maker with real world oh, landmarks yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like so, a windmill. Basically, huh. uh, a similar idea suggested to Marvin by Rainer in Petscop 20 um, that suggests that the unusual scale of the Newmaker plane is the result of staying true to real-life distances. So you'll actually see him running around for just, like, hours at one point. Like, yeah. He'll be like, yeah, this is, like, tw- two hours and 39 minutes later. I finally yep. found something. That's actually exactly the number. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, like, really really kind of bizarre for this kind of game on a playstation at this time especially yeah because it's like way after like playstation 2 and shit have been out and but he's playing it on playstation 1 anyways um so in petscop 23 uh we actually get a weird colored sky that turns like this weird blue color Mm -hmm. after the machine is used which you guys will find out about as well um the new maker plane is just absolutely batshit crazy. It's insane. Be- because I'm literally about to be like, okay, now here's an episode two, which is going to just make everything kind of and tie together. Yeah, this, Honestly, this, you, like, this may turn into a two-parter just because I think right now we are understanding the scope of it This all. might also <laughs> be, um, you know, obvious, but when he says, like, Petscop 22 or Petscop 23 means like that's the, the twenty no, yeah. the twenty second upload the twenty third yeah, 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 upload yeah. that's what they're yeah. labeled on YouTube. Just We're FYI. used to that just because we've been fucking looking at this for hours and hours and hours. But you guys might not. So yeah, if you hear like Petscop two, Petscop four, like that's just the number video, and they're all labeled as such yes. on the YouTube channel. So you can go check it out. 
Yeah, and to put in perspective, when this first came out, the first four videos were uploaded at the same time. So you got videos one through four right away. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that the new Maker Plane appears in is actually hidden in a loading screen image in Pets Got 2. Um, and then a screenshot of the new Maker Plane was actually the YouTube video's, like, banner. Yep. Um, but you couldn't tell unless you actually, like inspected the source and saw the image and then uploaded the image you into a new... You see a lot of that. A lot of up well, the brightness, up the fucking... Well, you don't even have to do that. Literally, it's all black and the very, like, last bottom bit is just, like, a little bit of grass. Yep. <laughs> and you can you could see that from just the regular image, but you would have never known that because the banner is just a black strip. Yep. <laughs> um, but that is kind of where we'll leave the new Maker Plane B for now. We have to. <laughs> Unfortunately. Woof. But, but there's a lot of people in it. We've said a bunch of names yeah, up so until now. Jason, can can you elaborate a little bit on who these names of these peoples are? I can, and I'm sorry that we haven't before this, but honestly, it... It makes sense to do it now. It does. It really does, and you guys will see why in just a second. So, the characters in this game are very fucking important. They're symbolic. They Almost all of them are metaphorical. Um... But the big ones that you're going to see are the names Marvin, Lena, or Anna, Belle, or Tool, Rainer, and Michael. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Hello. You were supposed to die in 1995, but uh, that's fine. Beans. Uh. Um... But no, so let's go with the first one, right? Marvin. Yes. This is the probably the biggest name that you're going to see. It's He is it's, synonymous with antagonist. He's essentially the story. villain. Yes. So he's shrouded in shadow, fucking very literally. Yeah, he, they call him the shadow monster man. The shadow man. man. Yeah, he's the shadow monster man. So the first time you see him, he is in shadow form. And at the beginning of this game, uh, we talked about secret codes. And there was, like, a code you could put in to get to a certain place. Well, it was with a description. A, it said, for you, for whoever's playing. And B, it said, after I got to the stairs, I went, what, down, 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 and right. And I turned into a shadow monster. Well, no, that's man. the that's the code to go into the... Right, so he went... What to, he was talking about, he was... He went down the stairs, down the stairs and to the right. Yeah. And he turned into a shadow monster, man. Yeah. Right. I'm basically. I'm just trying to link the code to the, uh, the thing for the, because uh, not God, everyone so knows smart. that. I'm, I know. Um, so this this code happens, and after a couple of different um, different videos, Paul tries this, and he turns into a shadow monster man. Now let's fast forward a whole fucking bunch because the yeah, series is all sorts of out of order. Let's like, also before we fast forward, let mention real quick. You see a windmill early on in the game, but Paul doesn't have access to it. Oh, he yeah. He discovers a, when you go, when you become the Shadow Monster this, Man, so you is have it, access is this, to other things. Is this a good things. time to to reference the windmill? It's, I'm just mentioning that. No, no, that's it's, kind it's a of, good segue. Maybe, yeah. Absolutely. You, when you become the Shadow Monster Man, you realize you have access to places you didn't before. Right, and the windmill is one of these things. And now different places across the New Maker Plane are very important. Because as Doug said... This is a very, very, very expansive plane with almost fucking nothing in it. The things you do find are incredibly important. And like Mike said, the windmill, windmill. is one of those things. Um, that being said, let's get into who Marvin is. You guys you guys are familiar with Marvin? You guys watch the watch the series, right? Yes, he's a... Never heard of him. 
was stabby he, boy. Was he uh, like a comforting character, or was he more of a a cause of stress and distress? I would say the fact that he both probably murdered and abducted children. I would say he is a cause of stress. See. What? <laughs> Nobody knows that right now. <clears throat> that is a do now. Yeah, jump so into the story. That's that, that, no, that, that's fine. Let's let's fucking roll with it. So far, you've come across him as a shadow man, and he's yes. been more of I would say an annoyance than anything. He follows you around. Yeah, you. I mean, talks to you in some weird code. You've heard his name before. Yeah. So in one of the episodes, Paul goes and he finds this room that has this big red butt plug looking thing that they call a tool and like I'm sorry but that's what it fucking looks like and he talks about conversing with it and it's it's red every once in a while it turns pink when it turns pink I need you guys to take this with a grain of salt because none of this has any fucking factual data behind it but when it turns pink that means he is conversing with somebody on the other end of this, I don't know, conversation medium, I guess. Like, somebody is actually responding to him. You're also going to see this color change theory happen a couple different times with a couple different things. Oh, yeah. Colors Um, are super important to this whole series. You'll see a color change during a flower picking scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I will get into that. You're going to see it during a (laughs) treadmill scene. Yeah, there's a a a lot of different colors take when you guys are watching this take note of the colors take note of the especially the text colors because that basically denotes who is saying it and if you can like if you can manage to put that together in your brain while watching this the whole story is going to be absolutely insane so marvin his name is mentioned over and over again especially by uh by paul who when we first hear the name, we're not really sure where it comes from. Like, it's it's kind of out of the blue. The game gives you several different ways to find out about Marvin, to find out about the different names. Yeah, we see letters with his yeah, name on it. exactly. Things, things you see in such a manner. There's a bunch of different things. There's gravestones, there's signs. Like, there's a bunch of different ways to find out the different names in this game. But Marvin is a fucking anomaly. Like, he, you can't really pinpoint who he is. Like, he, you hear his name a whole bunch. You hear his name in conjunction with Newmaker, with Petscop, with fucking everything. But you're like, who the fuck is this guy? So to, give, to jump ahead and not give you the two-hour version of this, <laughs> Marvin is first displayed as a shadow person, which the player Paul has done in one of his videos. He's found out He found out how to do it. But the first time you see it, it's definitely not the same character. Yeah. It's a very it's a it's similar. It's very similar. It's a silhouette except the face and head are fucked up. Super fucked up. Keep in mind a lot of this is happening in periods of time where the player is just recording him not playing. Yeah, there's a literal 2 hour and 39 minute expanse where the player Paul as far as we know probably isn't even at the fucking PlayStation. But he picks up on Marvin, the shadow person, in front of the windmill, doing some weird shit. Like, he picks up on all these things. And one of the things that I'd like to point out here is that this is the first time that anyone is going to get any kind of semblance. This might be a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. And one, we, thing, one thing I'm not sure if you were going to go over or not and that I'd like to just please touch on is uh, there's a really important part where we see Marvin actually speaking to paul oh 
and during this time, it's actually while Paul isn't at the game, mm-hmm. um, and he's just recording. Oh, it's so good. And he starts to spell out a bunch of things. Do you want to go over that? No, no, you're already there, man. Please. I, di- I did have a p- part to do this, but I'm more than happy. So uh, when you're kind of going through the story, uh, you'll, you'll get a glimpse into this, but basically there's a point where Paul is recording him just standing in one spot, mm-hmm. and then we actually see Marvin as the shadow person spelling out a bunch of different things in the blocks. And one of the craziest parts is where he goes, where is the school? Where is the school? Yep. And, and it's, it, so to give you guys an idea, this is not like player-to-player interaction. This is literally the main character, Paul, watching this happen almost like it was pre-recorded, right? Well, yeah. So, like, he recorded him just sitting in this one spot in the New Maker plane. Mm-hmm. And during him not being at the PlayStation, yeah. this happened. This all happened. And it, it shows, like, it sh- uh, fucking Ronus there. The, mm-hmm. One of the pets. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're going to go over some of the pets in a bit more detail in the, later. But one of these pets is sitting there while Marvin is spelling out these words using, I'm guessing, like a texture editor tool or something. It, it, yeah, and they kind of look like building blocks. Yeah, like the yeah. toy blocks you had as a kid, like mm-hmm. the wood-carved blocks that are painted and shit. Like, yeah, he spells out a bunch of stuff, but the final message is, where's the school? And it's it leaves you with a very 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 large sense of uneasy uneasiness and dread. Because now um, I have to go to school in the new maker. I know. Uh, Why plane? would you want to do that? I guess it is supposed to be, you know, purgatory. Yep, you're just fucking sitting there. Yeah. But so you see all this happen, and like this is again, this is one of the first instances of Marvin that you see, and you kind of recognize his avatar, which is at this point a silhouette that looks just like the player character, but a little bit fucked up. Almost like his head has been wrapped in bandages or something like that. Um, and you see him You see him more and more throughout the series. Um, you eventually do see him unsilhouetted, and it turns out he is the player character, but instead of the normal head, it's like this head wrapped in ban- these green bandages. I think and they re- reference it as like a gemstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's, it, there's... Yes. <laughs> you can't... Oh, that's a whole... I could spend 15 minutes on that, but I'm not going to. Um, so you see this character, Marvin. Now, Marvin is one of the biggest driving forces in this story. He is the reason that Paul does pretty much everything that he does. Um, Paul learns that this character, Marvin, is actually watching him and is following him through this game. Now, again, this is PlayStation 1. How the fuck does that happen? There's no internet. There's no... Like, you can't connect to fucking PS1 online or some shit. Like That sweet, sweet one kilobyte <laughs> speed internet. Is it yeah. Not, that's all you need. You can download one pixel a second. It's all you fine. Need. Um, but no, like, you start to see Marvin more and more as he... Inter- like, once he introduces himself, you see more of him. And to me, that shares a lot of qualities with... A very, very, very popular internet phenomenon known as Slenderman. Swole Slenderman. The more you know about him, the more dangerous he becomes, and that's kind of the same trope that Marvin takes here. And so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell too long on Marvin, unfortunately, because there's so much to be said about him. Like he's, as far as we know, he's the main antagonist. And now, when you first meet him in the game, it does not seem like that. 
it seems like he's helpful. It seems like he's op- yeah, he's like teaching you like music. Yeah, and he, things he too. teaches you how to use the game. So you're like, okay, this is like, I'm gonna keep following this person. I'm gonna keep following this person. And then you talk to this the the tool, the red tool at first that turns into the pink tool. So the red tool has the ability to operate basic questions. So basically, there's a, a text box that pops up, and it asks like, oh, what's your question? I briefly guys, touched on this in the new maker plan. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. I'm just yep. re-referencing it. So you ask these questions. However, if it turns pink, personally, I think that means that there is somebody on the other end of this two-way radio system that is called Tool. You're no longer That's, talking to Siri. You're talking to someone else on the right. phone. Right. You are not talking to Siri. You are talking to Carl. I don't know who Carl is, but he has about ten cockroaches in bottles under his bed, and he fucks those bottles every night, and he wants to talk to you for some reason. Mm. Does that sound like someone you want to talk to? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then let's just keep talking about it. Um, but basically, that's Marvin. That's what Marvin is. He is trying to find attention. He wants you to know that he exists because he's about to influence your whole play style, your whole takeaway from the whole game. And you don't even fucking know it yet. So th- just think of Marvin as this mysterious character that you need to learn more about. He's currently the anti-hero of the game that yes. you don't know yep. much about. He's an anti-hero, but he's also, like, he's helpful. Which yeah. which is the fucking... That's the part that throws me he's, off the he's most. A, he's a stabber. Yeah, he, like he's, he's fucking he's, double agent is what he is. He's that guy in the movie where he's very helpful and he seems really nice and you don't suspect him of anything. And then you suspect him of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that's who he is. So as you watch these videos, you're going to find out that Marvin is more and more sinister. So, sorry about the spoiler. It's not much of a spoiler. He stabbed. It's very, very obvious. He, he, he stabbed a lady. Hey, yeah. So Mike has some thoughts on this. But before we go into our thoughts, in let's windmill. go into let's go into another very important character. And I'm so happy you said windmill because let's talk about the character Lena in so, the windmill. So, like I said before, there's a bunch of characters. I'm only going to touch on like the most important ones that you guys need to know to get into this because I really I desperately want you guys to go watch this all 24 episodes it does not take a lot of time but holy fuck is it creepy and holy fuck does it make it you feel unsettled the nice thing is we're going to talk about kind of two characters right now yes we are which is also one character (laughs) (laughs) two but one so lena lena's mentioned a whole bunch in pet scop and there's a whole bunch of speculation (laughs) god damn it Is this back to the fucking Bermuda Triangle episode? Yes. She's mentioned a lot, so... Yes. So, she's mentioned a whole bunch, um... And the first time that she is... I don't want to say mentioned, because she's mentioned a couple of times, but actually, like, when you dig into who Lena is, you get a a pretty decently long note, and I kind of want to read that out. Go ahead. So, here is what the note says. You must have guessed, but I was looking through your things. I found that picture of you from 1977, standing in front of an old windmill with your friend. You went there, and it was a bad idea. Your friend and the windmill both disappeared into thin air. Her sister was holding the camera. She took another picture minutes later. Just you. No windmill, and no friend. You married her sister, and years later, your friend was reborn as your daughter. Your wife won't admit this is true, but I know it. Because I found the evidence. 
Your friend never returned with you, and the windmill was gone. I went to see it myself. Where is it? What did you do? Signed, Rainer, Newmaker. So, that's kind of the story that Lena has told in this whole narrative. Like, you, you, you can read this text in the game, and Paul does read this text in the game, and it, it starts to confuse him a bit more. Um, but Lena is one of the very, Victims. very, yes, victim and very main character because she might portray two people. And again, I'm not going to go into too much detail about that, but you guys should go watch Pet Scop the whole fucking thing front to back because you will see exactly what I am talking about. Multiple people in this narrative are different people also. There's a whole bunch of time jumping. There's a whole bunch of chronological inconsistencies at this point that honestly if i got into that right now we like what time is it right now 11 20 <laughs> yeah we'd be here till like 5 or 6 a.m like there's it's there's so much and that's kind of the point of all of this to it's, give it like a tldr yeah i'll give you a tldr off of that uh, off of that 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 note oh no i can just give one off of that note if you want to please but yeah marvin goes to a windmill with two women and one. comes back with only one, so you well, can kind but of. But Marvin also doesn't come back. Yeah, but he, <laughs> it, it kind of sets up that Marvin did something correct, sinister. So out of everything that you see, you've kind of been noticing a theme here, and that is that Marvin has been the cause of a lot of bad shit, Marvin, and this being a big one. Marvin, Marvin stabbed a woman. Marvin's a stab. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder what Mike thinks. Marvin stabbed Lena. Marries Anna. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> So this is a part of part a huge part of the story because they dedicate what is it two hours and thirty nine minutes too to much time watching yeah. the windmill and at the end of that mark you see it starts to spin backwards you see Marvin as the scary shadow man yep that's when he starts putting the blocks down and yep he starts spelling shit out but uh, you see him basically walk into this windmill. And then come up to the camera and, like, fuck around with it a bunch. And then nothing. Now, the next time you see that windmill, because after that point in game, you can't. You see it as at least, okay, this is where my interpretation is going to come into it a little bit. I'll give my full conclusion later. But right now, my interpretation is going to say that you see this happen. You see the shadow figure of Marvin fucking around with the windmill. I don't know, like seven or eight episodes later you see uh, the inside of the windmill with Belle that mm -hmm. is, she's basically like tied up inside this windmill attached to like one of the contraptions that runs it and another version of the tool that Just you've been stabs talking right to. into her. Yep. Would it, you call this the machine? I might call this the machine as you guys might have heard Doug talk about. And this is one of those things. And this is where a couple of the pieces fall into place. You now realize that Marvin is only here because he feels fucking bad for what has happened. Okay? You see that Belle is only there to display what happened. Which is obviously a, a torturous decline to death. You see her basically tied up in the windmill with this sharp tool slowly going towards her and when it touches her gone gone boy yep. absolutely done and that's kind of 
at least for when I was watching through this, I mean, there's a couple of points where you see, like, gravestones and shit like that. But this point is where I, like, I, I started to get freaked out about the whole thing just because the storytelling is so fucking good. Like, it puts you in the place of it. It makes you play the character. And it's, it's all... very detailed, and there's a lot to it. Again, it... we're being brief on it. But... Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, from what we've learned so far, like this is almost kind of like Paul's interpretation of what's happening. And that's, the th- that's a point I want to dwell on for a second, because there are so many fucking interpretations of this that... I'd rather take one from somebody who has played the fucking game. And that's where we are. Now, I know that we've been throwing a lot of concepts at you guys. Like, a fuckload. And, like, we get it. This is convoluted. This is weird. This is very hard to figure out. But it was kind of designed to be that way. And one of the one of the points that I'd like to touch on is the name Care. Now, I know we haven't really talked about it too much. But Care is one of the driving forces of this whole story. One of the first things you hear about. Honestly, I think it's like episode two or three. You stumble across her, even. Yes, you find that there is Care A, there is Care B, and there's Care NLM. Now, I'm not 100% sure on what NLM means, but... Nobody loves me. I am now 100% sure on what NLM means. Care, so there's three levels to uh, yeah, it's pets. All, there's it's different level levels of a, agitation. Yeah, there's level yeah. A, level B, and NLM. Level A is when your pet is happy. Level B is when they're kind of somewhat upset, agitated. Mm-hmm. NLM is when they're like just a broken Lost. person. Yeah, they're yeah. just but cr- the fucked a, up a, a thing, crumbled shell of a husky thing. The fucked up thing about this is, is like, so you get a literal, like, you find a note in-game saying, care A, care B, care NLM. You don't get any of that for any of the pets, right? You can just capture them. It's like, oh, it says, oh, caught. And there's some happy music, and it gives you some fucking information about it. And then, as you're scrolling through the pets caught page... You see the last page, and there are three humanoid silhouettes and one very, very mysterious silhouette. And that kind of implies that are pets and people the same in this instance? Yeah, this whole time you're just going around catching, like, flowers and, like, clouds and rainbows. And now you're catching, you can catch humans. People. You figure out you can catch people. Different forms of people. So, like I said, Care A, Care B, and Care NLM. Those are the three stages, and that's actually that's a huge trope in this whole series. So if you can look out for other instances of people being a part of care, or like their A value, their B value, and their nobody loves me value, that's a huge trope. So care, why is she important? Do you guys know? She's her daughter. It, no, that's a rhetorical question. Dang. <laughs> Don't ask me rhetorical questions. I'll give you a rhetorical answer. Care is incredibly important because she is the daughter of Marvin and Anna. Now, I know I haven't told you who Anna is, but you guys have heard the the term Lena. Yeah? The name Lena? Yep. We just talked a whole bunch about her. I said it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. she, uh, She died. Stabbed. And her sister's name was Anna. Marvin used to be involved with Lena. Now, when that happened, he was so distressed that he needed to find somebody else to project his feelings onto, and that was Lena's sister, Anna. They had a daughter together. 
technically, the name was Carrie. However, we see it supposed as the word care. Now, I hope that opens at least one door for you fuckers, because think about it. Marvin and Lena. Lena dies. Marvin and Anna have a daughter named Care. Lena is no longer a part of the picture. This whole series is about rebirth, like reabsorption into life. Marvin 100% thinks that Care. Care is Lena, his old wife. He is absolutely infatuated with this, and he is determined to bring her back to where she was. And we figure that out with that note. That this is his we went fucking. Over. This is his fucking daughter. This like his daughter was born, and he's like, "Oh, you're my wife." What are you fucking talking about, man? Shit happens. Yeah. So this is kind of where we get a glimpse into the derangement about this whole fucking series. Um, so we've learned about Marvin. We've learned about Lena. We've learned a bit about Care in the fact that Care and Lena might be the same person in regards to rebirth and whatever culty tropes you might take from all of that. But, like, he's convinced that Care and Lena are the same fucking person. Um, and that kind of drives him. That's why you see him so frantic in all the videos. I mean, there's a video that you see him, uh, the shadow person, Marvin, running around in circles in front of a picture and, like, going to the next picture, running around in circles. He's like a happy dog. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is after that's all done, he like he walks in one direction, and he it's almost like he tries to go a direction into a wall, but it's not there. Which leads everyone to believe that this is not the first generation of this game. At all. And it's very subtle. It's very fucking subtle. Because it's the movements he makes are so purposeful that it's it's almost like think about it like mike on the way it's to like work you try going through a doorway and now the doorway how do you how do you get, how do you get to work the highway okay after the highway what do you do I park my car your stores in on the highway I, I drive to my location do you turn off yes there's any exits you take yeah cool is it a very 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 voluntary action that you do to get off the highway yeah. or is it more or less just I like have a to. uh like a fucking passing gesture. Yeah, it's just a thought. Exactly. And that's what's happening here. It's passing gestures. There's a remnant of Marvin left in this fucking game that is doing what it does best. It goes to locations, it divulges information, and then it tries to silence you. And that's kind of the part we're getting to next. Rainer? Yes. You know who Rainer is? Uh, he's a guy that wants revenge. You're not wrong. So Rainer <laughs> is a name that you guys are going to see over and over and over again in this fucking, uh, I don't know, energy. Like, what? How do we classify this? Story? It's just <laughs> it's a fucking it's a story. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's like, I don't fucking care. Um, no, we see Rainer over and over again, almost like a previous narrator like he fills the role of somebody who has a ton of information about everything in this game but he doesn't divulge all of it to you and like that's a mysterious all by itself but b rainer has been shown in multiple petscap videos to be to hold the title of new maker which is what 
Paul gets as well as Newmaker, which means it leads you to believe that he was a player, right? He at least used to be. Rainer, in, to, to make it very easy, kind of sums it up as he knows the kind of he knows what Marvin's up to, and he's yes. leaving you clues about what he's up to. Exactly, and that's basically oh, Rainer's. That's basically Rainer's whole agenda is he's yes. basically warning you about Marvin. The problem so, is that he can't give us all the information. Yeah, I know. So you have to find because, it yourself through playing the game. But because through a couple different time variations and <sighs> time things variation that are thing. very hard to explain, uh, he can't leave us clues like he wants. He to. can't. And so, like as Doug just said, the time variations. There's a lot. There. There's a lot of instances where the yeah, we, timelines just don't make sense. You find out through the game that there's like three different time frames. There's like the 1970s, 1990s, and then 2000s. 2000s. So there's a literally there's a there's a part of um, it's a quote from the game where they say that Rainer disappears in both 1997 and 2000, and also comes back at Christmas in 1997 and 2000. Yep, at the same time. But yeah, but yeah, Rainer like is just it, there as like a, he's warning you. He's trying to leave you clues about Marvin being so, a bad boy. So think Newmaker, right? Right now, Paul, at, through the tool, has found out that he is a Newmaker. He goes, "Who am I?" The tool responds, "Newmaker." We know that Rainer is a Newmaker as well. That means there are multiple fucking generations of this goddamn story, and. We're not going to touch a whole lot on this because that's a whole episode by itself, <laughs> but there are 15 generations of this story, and throughout the entirety of this telling, you're going to go through all 15, and you're going to repeat, and you might go back again. Like, it's it's Bananas. sporadically broken up. And that's why you see things like, uh, again, with Rainer, you see that he was missing in... 1997 and 2000. I think the quote was that uh, you've been gone since, I think, what was it, June? June or July? June. Of 1997 and 2000. Why did it take so long? Like, what does that mean? The weird part is is that it also correlates to care. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Do we want to fuck it? Let's just dump into that. Well, what? The well, character connection. The, uh, I mean, we have one last character. Well, uh, never mind. I guess yeah. Well, there's. This is. The, I promise. Yeah. This is the last thing I'm talking about. After this, we're gonna, fucking, we're gonna go into our conclusions. What we think happened. This is the last piece of information that you need. Well, since Mike is in such a rush <laughs> to get to the end of the story. No, no, no. I'm not in a rush. I just. Um, I, I'm not in a rush. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> there's a huge connection here. When when uh, when Jason was speaking about him uh, basically being like, why were you gone so long? It applies to two different characters at the same time. We're listening to the, you know, I don't even know what to fucking call it. The narrator, whatever you want to say. Paul. Who, Paul. Tool. Something. Who, whoever's Paul, giving. Paul, P-A-L-L. Like, yeah. Pal. We're, we're getting Guys, a lot of Guys, go watch the fucking series. Yeah, we're getting this story told in almost the same story in two different like subjects yeah it's it's incoherent chunks um one of the biggest things that we haven't actually touched on is care's backstory 
which actually ties in straight to Rainer's backstory. So in a nutshell, to put this into words, we learn that... <laughs> so Marvin is convinced that uh, his daughter, Care, is reborn from Lena. Yep. But we also get this chunk of story where we learn that in less words than what I'm going to tell you (laughs) that he actually kidnapped his own daughter Mm -hmm. for five months and put her into an abandoned school where Mm -hmm. she studied and then two days before her birthday she escaped the school which is one of the big tropes we see where we we see the shadow person yes and we see where's the school Uh and then there's two days in between her escaping the school and her birthday where we see him say where were you why did it take so long we don't know what she was doing in those two days we don't know what rainer was doing in those fucking 10 years right separated and this so i i'm sorry doug to cut you off no no here, no, no absolutely like, this is indicative of this whole story like you think you know what's going on and then all of a sudden a fucking wrench gets thrown in your plans that's the love-hate relationship with Petscop. This is as good a time as ever. Let's fucking get into the story end. Yeah. And I say, end. can we touch on Michael like semi quick? He's a dead guy. He's, no, that's come across as honestly that's, that's seven part year old, of it. Dead seven year yeah. old. Yeah, that no. This is I say story end. Like there is an ending. I fuck. There is not. This it's we still all going. have. It's maybe. Yeah, who knows? knows? Like, who fucking knows? But we all have different interpretations of what has actually happened here. So, do you guys want to recap real quick with what happened real quick? Yeah. Like, super, super, super dummy Show me the timer. Show you the timer? Okay. Yeah, I can give you my goddamn TLDR of this. Okay. Too long, didn't read. (laughs) So, there's multiple plots to Pet Scout. Mm -hmm. The first one that you come across that seems kind of like the obvious... Um, main story, which you find out is not the main story, is a lot of this has to do with a woman or a little girl named Candace Newmaker. Uh, in the early 2000s, this is something that actually happened in real life. Yeah, um, no, he's she, not lying. This she was is a, a real thing. She was an orphan that was adopted by this woman. I forgot her first name, but it's something Newmaker. Um, Candace was apparently started acting out because she didn't really mesh well with her adopted mom. And so. Uh, the adopted nurse mom takes her to this like psychotherapy thing where they go through a rebirth. They they call it a rebirth where essentially they wrap the kid in blankets. They kind of put pressure on it by sitting on them. The kid has to wiggle their way out of the blankets and it's kind of like them being born again. And it's supposed to be like this way for them to um, have a better relationship with their adopted parents. Uh, Mama Newmaker and these two nurses sat on, Candace Newmaker for a bit too long. She suffocated and died. They all got prison time. Not for long enough. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're out now. Um, oh, but she didn't even die right away, which is the it fucking It took, sad I think, part. an hour and a half for her to fully suffocate and die, unfortunately. But the big connection to this is obviously you're called Newmaker. You're on the Newmaker realm. There is a pet named Randis, which is one letter off from Candace. The whole topic of this whole story is Rebirth. Rebirth comes up a lot. Um, the company, quote unquote, that made Petscop is called um, oh, give uh, it to me. Carolina, 
this whole story of Candace Newmaker took place in Carolina. Um, so that's kind of the surface level what's going on. Like it's kind of like a side story. The other story is this guy Marvin uh, uh, took this these two girls, Lena and Anna, to a, a windmill, stabbed Lena, married Anna, had a kid named had a kid named Care. Carrie. Uh, Carrie, but I'm calling her Care for this. Okay. Um, Anna and um, Marvin got divorced. You come across calendars a lot in the game, and on those calendars Almost is every room. And on those calendars is like the time that he gets to spend with his daughter, Care. Mm -hmm. And you get to slowly see that he gets more and more, or less and less time with her um, as he's losing custody of her until he kidnaps her like he does in the game. He kidnaps her in the game. He takes her from her mom. She escapes. And in the calendar on the game, you see um, these green blocks on the calendar representing that he has control of her. And then the day that she escapes, two days before her birthday, the calendar is free again. He doesn't have her. Holy Rainer, he, 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 Marvin also kills Michael Hammond, which you find this tombstone for Michael Hammond in the game. Um, Rainer, Rainer is related to Michael Hammond. I believe it's his son or his father. I don't remember all the way. There's also a weird theory about fucking Michael being Bell. And yeah, but um, yeah. you also, Rainer, Rainer gets upset that Marvin killed uh, uh, Michael. He also discovers that Michael killed Lena. He also discovers that Michael kill, or Marvin killed a man named, or a woman named Bell. And so Rainer, Rainer basically traps Marvin in this video game. He finds a way to trap his essence in this game. And Marvin is trying to get out by using Paul as a Holy way to escape. Holy shit. Do you guys remember the, when... Uh... And Paul with, is talking to the tool, the pink tool, and it talks about how says he, she's the in PlayStation and as long as the PlayStation is play, on, yep. he hurts me with the tool. Yep, tool is supposed Show to represent Marvin is how tool is supposed Mike, to represent think, Bell because oh, in oh. in the game when you go to the windmill, you see a woman. Uh, 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 Jason mentioned it before. You see a woman kind of up in the top of the windmill, and you see what looks like a mini version of the tool enter her it's oh supposed to God. represent marvin stabbing and her after it fucking goes away her you see essence a, is in tool you see a gravestone in that fucking platform that you see with a uh, fuck what's her name god i forgot her name but not that's Anna, I, not, i'm dumping a lot onto you people but i'm just giving you like a very fast no, dude, one, two, one two. you are legit spinning um, fire right now like, but this all makes way too much um, sense for me but um marvin is trying to escape the game or another theory is that he knows he can't escape the game so he's trying to make paul like him which you can kind of see because throughout the game marvin's character is teaching paul things he's teaching paul music he's teaching paul how to he's grooming um, him yeah he's grooming him and um there's also a whole uh uh time difference here um Holy like shit, we mentioned the, before the, par the party room yep when he goes to oh, the fucking lena's room yeah the party area and like the quitters room there's a bunch of stuff in there as well which shit, again going back mind, to the man. original um theory with um candace uh new maker the whole the, the, orphan, the actual story yeah the actual story of the orphan woman who suffocated from the rebirthing thing yep real quick there's just a, to touch on something that that you kind of briefly like went past uh one of the things that you see in uh pet 23 uh we're like 
we were introduced to these eight rooms. Uh, if you oh, remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, hang on. Room Bef- one Before thing, you right? start that, because my thing is done in one sentence. Okay. Okay. Um, during the... They, they recorded the session with Candace being suffocated. There, there, You can actually see the transcripts online. The nurses and everything call her a quitter. You go to a place called the quitter's room, and that's where you find more information on Care, who is supposed to be um, kind of not representing Candace... Um, but it could be taken that way. And so basically what I was going to say is essentially uh, in, in Pescap 23, we're, we're introduced to these eight rooms. Uh, you see him going in and out, in and out, in and out into yep. like all these rooms. Oh, isn't one of them where he like walks in twice and yeah, sees so different shit? That's, it, that's a temporal bullshit, but keep going. Yeah, and it, it's similar to the ghost room from Petscap 16. Yep. Um, which we have to imply that basically it means that multiple children are being kept mm-hmm. that's the whole thing is that marvin, marvin is marvin is killing multiple children marvin yeah. is a children murderer yeah. <laughs> and abuser Think albert fish or john oh, wayne gacy no. but <laughs> of his time which kind of ties in the 48 pets which the pets could also be children mm-hmm. yep this whole thing Slash is victims. basically a, a story about how this marvin guy is a bad guy it almost it, it sounds like a fucking memoir there are, and I shit you not, so many stories in this. Like that oh. that, that Candace Newmaker oh. story yep. has nothing to do with the rest of these other stories nope. ex- <laughs> at all. Like so Here, Mike, let's let's break down the similarities real quick. So Candace Newmaker. Newmaker plane, right? Yeah, that's it. Candace's middle name is Tiara. Yeah. There's a Tiara in this well, story. Well Tiara is Candace Candace's real middle name when she was adopted. Her real name was Candace Tiara. And right. then it was changed, I think, by the nurse mom. Tiara is a character in Petscop mm-hmm. that is almost synonymous with Belle, mm-hmm. which fucking makes sense when it comes to Candace Newmaker. Belle. Candace Newmaker also did some of the same shit that Marvin is doing. Like, I'm pretty sure. Well, like, I, I think they started off. The, the creators of this game started off like, we're going to tell this story about this orphan that was suffocated by her shitty nurse mom. And then it got so big, they're like, let's continue it and develop this entirely new story and just kind of rolled with it. Because, again, the Candace mm-hmm. Newmaker story has nothing to do with the rest of this besides just no. similar names. <laughs> yeah, they're not exactly. related in any way except the names are kind of the same. Before than- you go for can I make a point real quick? Yeah. Every single fucking theory about what is happening in Petscop mm-hmm. follows that same line. Yeah, and when I say that, I mean it's not that it's like there's, like oh, it's a it's a murder. Oh, it's this woman it's who fucking shit. fuck. Yeah, no, it's there's nothing there's, concrete. There's different you could, dimensions. You find out at one point that there's subtle rotations that you can go through yes. to change outcomes. There's. It is finally so discovered. It's finally discovered there are six very concrete and very, very plausible plots to this yeah. fucking so story. That's why we, we cannot stress enough. You gotta Go, watch it. You have to. You have to watch it. Because we cannot cover all of these plot lines because there's so much in every single plot line. The fucking Candace Newmaker one alone could be yeah, would be could the size of this episode. episode. So To be fair, the the whole like trope of this whole story is trauma. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's definitely something. Yeah, you see it in a lot of different instances, even with like some of the pets, like Toneth, the fucking bird yes. with the broken leg. Yeah, well, is like a weird metaphor for, for like the dog. the dog being, you know. So, and, oh god, again, see, we I left out a lot of details. 
dog is getting hit by cars is not a fun topic. <laughs> no, and especially if the dog lives and you have to go through its recovery and like that's the oh. whole point of Toneth is that you can actually see some of its like early development work and you Dude, see that guys, it doesn't have a broken leg and then it does and mm-hmm. it's guys, there is so so much to this story and I know that it like I know that's surface... kind of our thing where we go over like the mass details and something, but I shit you not. You have I am, to watch it. You I am have to watch not it. Not exaggerating when I say if we went over everything it'd be like a seven part episode. We just literally can't. There's only twenty four there's twenty four videos and most of them are like two minutes. Like most of them. And please, 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 please go watch it. Um there's so many metaphors, but this is as good a time as ever. Do you guys want to get into some theories? Mike, you've already shared yours. Yeah, I already did mine. Doug, what do you think? Oh God, I just don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, there's, seriously, there's one of those. <laughs> I, I think there's... So, when I did a little research into the guy who made this, uh, Tony Dominique, or however you say his last name, um, he is a artist, he does music, he does videos, he does video games. To be honest, I, I, I know he got some of his, uh, like, inspiration from Marble Hornets, which is something we will also go over in a later mm-hmm. pa- point of time. Give us time. Um, but to be to be realistic, this whole this whole story is just an allegory for what I think is the murder and torture of a bunch of children, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much outlined in this video game. And even though it's not like explicitly explained in great detail, and more than likely we'll get more videos potentially I, in the I next coming months. So. Um, we don't have a concrete conclusion to this. Oh, I don't think there's any way to that, that to do that right now. That reminds yeah. me, a lot of the video uploads happen on specific dates, like on Kara's birthday. Yeah, when the custody battle happened. And so you're a lot gonna... of them have to do with Christmas. So I doubt we'll see one on, on Halloween, but we'll probably see one on Christmas. You're also going to find that the uploads don't coincide with the plot. Like they're going to be random and sporadic, but they tell the same story as long as you look at them out of fucking order. Like it's. Yeah. This whole uh, thing is just about trauma, abuse, so children. Here is what I multiple think. Multiple stories of it. I agree kind of with both of you, except with a bit of a spin to it. So, yes, I think it's about abuse. I think it's about, like, some kind of childhood trauma that happened. I'm not sure if, like, the storyteller went through it or not. But honestly, this whole thing is... Have you guys ever seen a piece of narrative that is so abusive to the audience? Oh, like it, it really teases you way Not too even much, that it kind of? it teases or? you. Like, the uploads are inconsistent. You can't plan on when they're coming, when they're going to Some of them you can. Up. Like I said, the main ones come out on, like, specific dates that Correct. correlate with but calendar the rest, dates in the game. But the rest? Yeah, they're it's random. It's fucking, it's, it's all over the place. There's no specific dates for the uploads. It's just whenever they fucking feel like it's being uploaded. On top of that... You have a narrator for the first four episodes who's ecstatic, excited to show this shit, and is talking to somebody about it. After those episodes, there's a drastic change yeah. in his tone. It's almost like somebody is forcing him to do like what they want, not what he wants. And he's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. you even get some sarcastic comments about it, like, oh, I, I you know, I'm, I'm glad I stumbled on this surprise. Whatever the fuck he says about it, and, and like, and he goes on to complain that his, he's playing the game too much, and. It's just so obvious that this fucking subject is not happy with what's happening after I feel like, like episode that's, six. I feel like that's a meta thing. Like he he like I said before, it originally started I, I think it originally started off as a 
uh, a game that's supposed to tell the story about that Candace Newmaker woman, mm -hmm. and then it got a lot of attention. He felt like he had to make more of a story, yeah. and he did. I think that's supposed to represent he's... Stop nice. breaking the studio, I Doug. Think, I think that's supposed to represent he's tired of making more and just that wants makes it sense. to end. So, but can't because the people demand it. We have heard... Technical difficulties. <laughs> Mike, we've heard your theory. Doug, we've heard yours. Do you guys want to hear mine? I thought you just went over yours. Oh, that's that's part of it. Okay, that's, great. Go that's ahead. the tip of the iceberg, buddy. Okay, do it. Um, so, you guys know a little author by the name of Dr. Seuss? Never heard of him. Okay, well, he was a racist. Um, <laughs> really going to start it with that? <laughs> no. So he hated the Chinese. So in case you don't know who the fuck that is, he wrote these rhyming children's books with all these fantastical creatures. And, like, honestly, growing up, reading Dr. Seuss was awesome. I didn't even take into account the racial bullshit that was going on. And his on. political cartoons. Apparently. But there's a story. And, oh, my God, does it tie into this. All the places you'll um, go. Oh, man. So, as... What the fuck? Oh, yeah, there it is. So, as you are, like, exploring this series, you see that Paul, you know, the person playing the game, he passes by a wall that says, spelled out in stone carvings, good grief and alas. What the fuck could that possibly mean? It's a reference to a Dr. Seuss book, isn't it? It is a reference to Dr. <laughs> Seuss book, Daisy Head Maisie. And it was published in about 1994. Um, it's about a girl who grows a daisy on her head and how she's, like, different. And towards the end of the book, <laughs> she starts crying and yells, nobody loves me. 94 is also hey. when... I, I heard you. N N L M. 1994 is also when Raynor started developing the game. Exactly. Hmm. My theory is that Raynor... Has experienced... It's Dr. Seuss. Rainer is Dr. Seuss, everybody. Problem solved. Let's go. No, Rainer has experienced some trauma that he went through and saw others go through, okay? He identified with it through children's stories, as most children do, because, well, how old were the children that we see? So, Michael Hammond, you, we, we brought him up, right? We never really talked about him. One of the things you see in the game is a tombstone that says Michael Hammond. 19... Fuck, what is it? It don't matter. <laughs> He was nine years old when he died. Like, <laughs> essentially, he was a child when he died. Yeah. This child's book plays into this story so fucking much. Like, if you read through this this story, um, not only are you going to see the acronyms start making way more fucking sense, you're going to see motifs and tropes like the flower. Now, that's a giant part of Pet Scott. Is you're going to see different flowers in different places, and you pick the petals off them. Randis. It's a fucking flower. Hmm. You're going to see flowers throughout the Newmaker plane. You're going to see them in buildings. Like it, They all attribute to something. Um, the biggest part, though, is when Paul enters one of the first buildings in the Newmaker plane. The first thing he sees is a daisy sitting in the middle of this building. And when you click on it, you start picking petals off. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Dr. Seuss book... The same thing happens, except they're saying, like, loves me, loves me not, blah, 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 all that shit. Um, eventually, the she petals are picked completely off, and turns out they do love her, according to the, the Dr. Seuss book, okay? So as this daisy that we see in Petscop disappears below the ground, um, that's kind of the, the sentiment we're left with. However, 
because this is such a fucking sarcastic, backwards-ass concept, none of that shit happens to... Who do you think this might happen to? Care. Yep, exactly. That is what this is referencing. Because NLM. And there are so many tropes like this. And honestly, that's all we have for this. (laughs) What a theory. I mean, so, kind of going back to what I was saying with the whole, like, bullshittery... There, there is one theory that I do like the most out of all of them. The theory, and it, it's really not even like really a theory. It's more of just like a. It, it kind of ties into the whole like generation thing and the time yeah. looping and the different players. Yeah, uh, which is the multiple players theory. Um, and you you see a lot of this in some of the episodes. So like. Just for example, to kind of give you an like a, a perspective on like what we're seeing here is when we're seeing these different characters. So like if you're Paul, you're seeing yourself as the you know weird green goblin thing that right. we're talking about. When you see Bell, it's the white happy face, and when you see Marvin, it's the gym head. But we also get these episodes where we're seeing the player character with this red pyramid head. Mm-hmm. We can assume that it's either Bell or Marvin that we're seeing the perspective from. We're yeah, seeing, no, exactly. We're seeing Belle with the player character head, like, Paul's head is what we would refer to it. And, and then, as long as they're the player. Yeah, so, like, let's say Belle is the player, we're seeing the pyramid head for Paul, we're seeing the player character head for Belle, and then we're seeing the gemstone for Marvin, like we would with Paul. But then if you're looking at it in Marvin's perspective, you're seeing the pyramid head for Paul, the uh, smiley face, like the white smiley face yep. head for Belle, and then the player character head for Marvin. So yep. it's like it's really convoluted in how you're seeing things and you really need to keep that in mind too when when you're looking at all of this yeah like absolutely and that's like that's why we want you guys to go look at this shit because listen like listen to us talk about it as you're watching like watch through until you're confused and then fucking press play on the podcast because we're probably around that point (laughs) like we we have done our research on this we love this shit but please go Go yeah. watch this with us. Again, like, experience I'm, this shit with us. We, we fucking love it, and we will love you more for it. Yeah, again, I'm going to probably cap this off by saying... Yeah, fucking... Uh, we have to. We, we, yeah, <laughs> this is the longest episode yet. Um, cap this off by saying this was a very... Unf- the time's not brief, but we did br- oh, very briefly go over things. Like, we probably yeah. butchered the shit out of it, to be all honest with you people. Should be oh, like a three-part episode. going to be up in arms yeah, about us. But you know what? If you guys want us to go more in detail of things, we'll make another episode of it. Absolutely. If, if not... Whatever. <laughs> Again, and if you do want us to make an extra episode, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but honestly, just go wait watch a, it. Go wait. watch it. There's a lot into it. We barely scratched the surface. There's a lot to it. If go you want another Pets one, Cop. wait around until Halloween or Christmas time Maybe we this will. year. We might. If there's an update, we might revisit this in the future. But but that's Pet uh, Scott. I'm thinking it's more of a Hanukkah thing. Yeah. <laughs> linktree.com slash diluted pod go there um look at all our socials love me um kiss your dad blow your grandma um and then suck a tooth for me please and say thank you to Paige. thank you Paige. again thank you super absolutely what's your sign off jason my sign off is as always everybody if this story has not taught you one thing it should teach you to fucking be paranoid because who knows what your family might do to you in your sleep and doug me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. everybody we, we love, love you. you. Yeah, we love you so much. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. 
Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy action. Mystery. Friendship.